Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge, where this week I am honored to be joined by the runner-up of the Sonic Adventure 2 Hero Story Tournament, Don! Yo. (laughs) Hello! What is up? (laughs) Not much. How are you doing? How have you been? It's good to have you back on. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Uh, We had a ton of stuff going on over the last course of like the month, honestly. Um, Yes. Which is why we kind of had to like shuffle around the schedule a little bit, but we ended up getting a good time here. So, uh, you know, just finished up the Hero Story Tournament, Colors Ultimate about to come out, a lot of cool stuff going on. Yes, and all of those we will be discussing later on in the podcast. Uh, Of course, we are starting, because Don is a returning guest, we don't need to do any interrogations. You can go check out his first episode to hear all of those, uh, the three the three things we ask all our new guests. You can go check that episode out. But we do have a really interesting headline of the week this week, uh, where it's video game law related, and it's about China, where China is imposing some tighter limits for online gaming for people under the age of 18. Um, an announcement from the National Press and Publication Administration says that beginning uh, basically yesterday... Uh, day of recording yesterday, uh, September 1st, minors can only be allowed to play online games for one hour per day from 8 to 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and official holidays. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy. I'm a lot more involved in, like, I guess the esports scene, or I guess I used to be, so I I see a lot of that, the esports community's reaction to this, you know? Yeah. Um, Because there's just so many players from China. And they already had these restrictions as well. So um, it's like even like they already had some, but this is just worse, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, and this is also coming off of South Korea kind of lifting their uh, time restriction ban on underage kids for gaming uh, after they rated Minecraft uh, M for mature. Yeah. That's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting because... Uh, like it definitely the the big thing that this does because i know there's like um from from what i've been hearing there's like some ways around some of this stuff yes um, but at the same time for like esports teams it's really unfortunate because now like legally you cannot have like a minor on a team pretty much otherwise like they can play what one game a week <laughs> well, basically so. maybe and if the game goes super long maybe not even a full game yeah exactly yeah, very crazy. Um, and this story is like pretty big. That he was even on my local news last night. Hmm. Um, and they, the people that they interviewed said that like the kids, it's video games are about to become drugs there, where you can just buy fake IDs to sign on with to play games yeah. late into the night. So this is exactly crazy. It's a developing story too. Where we don't know like what more is going to happen with this. Um, this is China as well, so they are a very strict on uh, freedom's country and rights and all that stuff. So we'll see where this goes and see what happens as the time goes on. Uh, and that's our headline of the week. Um, it's a pretty big one, pretty heavy one, but now it's time to get into some lighter, funner things uh, with the week 
in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And this past week, some of the games that came out, we had Kiwi, the game where you play as two little Kiwi birds delivering mail. The Wait, Medium. That so great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a cool looking game. Uh, the Medium, which is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and Kataria Fables also dropped last week. In the news department, the PlayStation Plus games for September were revealed as Hitman 2 and Predator Hunting Grounds for the PlayStation 4 games and Overcooked All-You-Can-Eat for the PlayStation 5 exclusive one. So a really good set of games for PlayStation Plus, especially Hitman 2. Uh, that's the big one this this month. Uh, and yeah, as a Hitman cool. fan, I am excited to get that yeah, for free. I haven't played much Hitman, but I've heard really good things, and I feel like I should uh, jump on the bandwagon at some point because uh, they look fun. And especially with Hitman 3 coming soon. Yeah. So Hitman 2 is a... Or it's already out. I can't remember. But still, Hitman 2. Phenomenal game. Check that out. There was, I think... I don't know if it was this one or like the first re- uh, Hitman 1 of uh, this new... The new Hitman games uh, where you could kill Gary Busey. <laughs> it was it was a cool little thing they did. Um, in Games Pass news, Final Fantasy 13 is coming to Games Pass as part of the next batch of games. You know, it's funny. Uh, Final Fantasy 13. Like, I feel like I've been seeing a ton of stuff about this game recently. I don't know why, but uh, like, I just kept seeing a whole bunch of posts about it, and it, it, it's an interesting game. Like, it was so, uh, you know, like negatively negatively re- received, but also like the game looks so good. It has some yes. like really good OST. Uh, I don't know. When I when I played it, I enjoyed it, but I could understand why people don't like it. It's such a polarizing game. It very, it very much is. I, I would talk. I should talk to my Final Fantasy expert Zach on this to find more info on why the it's very polarizing. Yeah, I think it's just so different from all the yes. other Final Fantasy games. Um, it was. I think it was yeah. also like the first one to kind of do the different things, and then yeah, fi- they did fifteen and kind of fixed what was, and they kind of like improved on it and made it better. Yeah, I think and it's also just a road trip with the bros. <laughs> True. <laughs> In movie news, the Resident Evil live action movie has revealed their cast and uh, some screenshot and some uh, some photos. So Leon and Claire, uh, their actors, we have Avon Jogia as Leon, his most famous role, at least to me, Beck from Victorious. If you ever watched Victorious growing up, Beck is uh, Leon, which is kind of crazy. And uh, Kaya Scodelario is as Claire. Uh, she's been in the Maze Runner movies as uh, her character, I believe, was Teresa, if I remember reading the IMDb right. Uh, they also revealed the rest of the cast, uh, Wesker, Chris Redfield. Uh, Chris Redfield will be played by Robbie Amell who's been in a lot of, like, teen movies. I think in, like, some of the Scooby-Doo live-action movies where they, like, rebooted the live-action Scooby-Doo's again. He was, like, Fred hmm. in those. <laughs> and, uh... Interesting. Robbie Mel's been in a lot of things. Um, so... Yeah, it's actually some cool... That's some cool actors, actually. Um, I knew, uh, Kaya Scoladario from, uh, Skins, if you ever watched that show. I never watched it, no. I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up. Yeah, I, I think... 
that was one of those I think that was one of those ones that like I just heard about from like friends or something and then watched on Netflix like a few like quite a few years ago now. But yeah, I really liked that series when I watched it. Um so yeah. It's nice nice list of actors there. Yes. Um so with this we'll probably be seeing a trailer maybe before the end of the year as well. Which would be really nice. cool. Uh Valorant, their new map drops September eighth. So that's gonna be coming up pretty soon. No Man's Sky had a new update called the Frontiers update. Dropped uh, some new most Isley-like settlements that you can find on planets. And you can also manage these settlements and, like, defend them from things and just run them as, like, a little settlement mare, which is really cool. I gotta actually pick up No Man's Sky one of these days because I was super hyped for it on the initial release and then, you know, there was a lot of controversy and stuff. But I've heard good things that, you know, they're continuing to improve it. Yeah, they've they've taken that uh, pretty bare game and they've expanded upon it to a point where it's actually like a really good game now. Yeah, that's super nice. Uh, In Battle Royale-ish news, Player Unknown, the Player Unknown, the creator of Battlegrounds, has left Crafton, the, the developers, to work on his own game studio. Brendan Green, which is his real name, will be working on uh, the new studio known as Player Unknown Studios to make some new games. So, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds no longer has Player Unknown as part of the team for it. <laughs> so, quite uh, ironic there now. Whenever you say that, whenever you have to call it Player PUBG, it's a little yeah, bit ironic. No, it's just BG. <laughs> no, it's just BG. <laughs> uh, Will Smith is in Fortnite. Uh, except not as himself as his uh, Bad Boys character, Mike Lowry. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the latest celebrity to make it into Fortnite. But that means just uh, time to bring back those uh, rewind memes into Fortnite. Yeah. It's time to revive it. Ugh. And uh, we finally got a launch date for Windows 11, October 5th. I believe they're going to be slowly integrating it to all the computers and stuff and devices to upgrade to Windows 11. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, I, I don't know why, like I, I doubt this is going to impact it as much, but I remember when Windows 10 came out, it was when I was actually speedrunning SA2 for the first time. Um, and when Windows 10 came out, it was like such a big boost to loads. And RTA was still the main timing method then. <laughs> so everyone was like, oh, I got to get my hands on Windows 10. Like it's going to... Save me a few seconds. Bro, I gotta get that Windows 10. It'll save me two seconds. Yeah. Yes. It was a a real thing. It was crazy. If only only that would work for Sonic 06. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunate. Ooh. uh, In more South Korea news, the National Assembly of South Korea has voted to pass a law that will force Apple and Google to let developers use alternative payment methods for the iOS and Android app stores, which is a huge move in the Apple versus Fortnite lawsuit, actually, yeah. because that's the whole reason this lawsuit is going on. So South Korea has passed this, which means it might not be looking good for Apple in the actual court case pretty soon. But who knows? Who knows what uh, the U.S. court will rule? But uh, South Korea is doing that, so uh, if if this was in South Korea, uh, Apple would lose. And some TV news, a man hijacked a live German TV show, a game show, where you, like, they have, like, reality TV stars on, demanding GTA 6, asking where it was. (laughs) And watching this clip, it was just kind of awkward for everybody. (laughs) 
what? <laughs> How would they know? We don't know either. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of uh, awkward for everybody. And then, <laughs> yeah, go watch the clip. It's, uh, you could just say, like, German television, GTA 6 hijacking. That's rough. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's rough, buddy. Yeah, in some exclusivity news, Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman have signed with YouTube and will be leaving Twitch for streaming streaming lice. Yeah, this one is interesting because uh, it's weird because I feel like there's still not like a ton of big creators on YouTube, but it feels like we're getting there. Yeah, now. we're getting there because now they have they have Valkyrie. They've had Valkyrie for a while. Yeah, I think if they like are able to get the some similar systems in place that Twitch has, like chat culture stuff, like they can even just like make an extension with like better Twitch TV and just make it better YouTube and like FFZ, you know, get all the yes. same stuff and you can have the same emotes. And then the only difference is the global emotes. And those aren't a big deal, I think, on Twitch. Yeah, I, um, yeah. And one thing that they can do to like really help would be to make those extensions like, um, I think just built into YouTube would be super cool because that's something that Twitch doesn't have. And uh, when if they really want to make it so that they're the mainstream platform, like give Twitch some competition, like exactly. that, that's some of the stuff Twitch they really to need do, to do. Force Twitch to play better. Yeah, because they really just don't even. They're so hands off. They're like, you, we don't really have competition. You guys won't leave us. <laughs> but if YouTube actually steps up. Twitch actually has something to play for, you know? Which I feel like cool a big see. hit that Twitch might realize then is if uh, Ludwig leaves to YouTube. Yeah. That, that would, would be, be a rough. big hit. And I think then Twitch would be like, okay, we need to. And I think there's a lot something. of people thinking about it. And there I mean, are. If I remember correctly, YouTube is backed by Google, and Google money's kind of a lot, but I guess t- Google, technically Twitch is. But then again, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> whose money do you want? Who Do you want Papa Jeff Bezos or who's the CEO of Google? Mr. Google. <laughs> Mr. Google. <laughs> um, some more news that came out. Uh, in Muggy Ball news, we now have our 13th character, another third party character, Sanrio's Hello Kitty, has been Let's revealed from Muggy Ball. That's so sick. we now have six monkeys, two cats, two humans, a hedgehog, and a fox. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for this game, man. Like it's looking yeah. promising, and it's by by the sound of this, it's like every week we're getting a new character. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. I'm I'm really surprised. And but, the fact I mean, that we still have like seven ish weeks, seven, six seven weeks before the game comes out. It's like Smash now. Everyone is here. Everyone's here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in Nintendo game news, Big Brain Academy is back with what? Brain versus Brain. Uh, it They got a reveal trailer. It'll be coming out December 3rd. There's touchscreen multiplayer, single player, of course, four player competitive modes uh, with everybody gets your own Joy-Con. Um, when doing so, you can, each player can pick their own individual difficulty um, and you can even save your like best scores and times as ghosts to compete against. And then you can also compete against worldwide ghosts of people who have completed the same levels. You know, I think I was thinking about like Brain Age when I in that initial, <laughs> but that is a, still a pretty cool one. I think that's what it's called, right? Brain Age. Brain Age is one of them, and then Big Brain Academy is the other one. Yeah, I it's played Big cool. Brain Academy on the DS. Yeah, 
yeah it's cool to see those type of games coming back because i feel like they kind of died after ds i don't know like at least i didn't see many of them i think there was one for the wii and then i think that was it and then we haven't seen every, anything ever since uh and lastly uh for the regular news there will be a playstation showcase next week september 9th or this upcoming week if you're listening to this on the monday so September 9th, get your buttholes ready for a PS5. It's mostly going to be a PS5 show, so a lot of PlayStation 5 stuff. Uh, but get excited for that if you have a PlayStation 5 or just love the PlayStation yeah. so much. And uh, not really confirmed news, but we might be getting some Persona stuff soon. They've been teasing some they, stuff. Yes, they have been no. teasing a lot of stuff, and we have like six announcements that they're going to be making over the course of like this yeah. year or so. Nothing confirmed, but it is the anniversary this month, so maybe. Mm, yeah. We'll see. Well, we will see. I'm very hyped. Regardless of what it is, it's going to be... We're going to have at least something, like one or two things that are really cool. I'm hoping I'm hoping for uh, three on Steam. Yes, I want like a three remake or a three like definitive edition is like my... That's what I want so bad. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Because that's like the one that's hard to access modernly mm-hmm. now. Because yeah. you can access four and five pretty four on Steam and uh, five if you have a PlayStation system, so pretty easy to access those two. But three is you gotta go back a couple generations to get three. Well, yeah, and it really felt like because I actually did go through and play three recently um, that I had to do two playthroughs on two different games to really get the full experience, um, and it was just like, ugh, that doesn't feel very good. So it'd be cool if you could do something like one playthrough as one character and then one playthrough as the other and keep like what the both games had um, in like a new game plus format, you know, so you can kind of just breeze through the dungeons and stuff, um, which I think would make it like a much more enjoyable experience. And it's, it doesn't sound that hard for them to do. Um, just port everything, upscale it, and then like create a little bit of new systems and it would be good to go, honestly. Uh, in the world of TCG and Pokemon news, Fusion Strike is their next set that comes out November 12th, and we got some confirmed cards, including a VMAX Mew, VMAX Cinderace, Inteleon, and Rillaboom, and a VMAX Genesect as part of some of the confirmed cards. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the 2021 Tin of Ancient Battles drops at the end of September on the 30th, the Cyber, Cyber Strike Structure Deck on October 14th, the Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm set October 29th. The Burst of Destiny set has been delayed to November 3rd. The Grand Creator's Booster Box comes out December 3rd. The Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 set on January 28th. Little, a little Karibo collection, both with a K. Uh, accessories comes fe- February 10th. So some sleeves, some board mats, I think some coins. It's all Karibo themed. And uh, in speed, du- a speed duel set, GX Duel Academy for the sevens, because Yu-Gi-Oh sevens uses a completely different method now. Uh, for Fe- comes February twenty fifth for the speed duels, as those are now the secondary sub game of Yu-Gi-Oh. And imagine the gathering news: Innistrad, Midnight Hunt, and Crimson Vow are set to release September twenty fourth and nineteenth, uh, physically respectively, and. Regarding Midnight Hunt, they'll be bringing back day and night mechanics for certain cards. Uh, specifically, a lot of werewolf cards. So at day, they're weaker, and at night, they're stronger, or and have different effects and all that stuff. And lastly, in the board game news, we got three new IPs set to gain some 
role-playing tabletop games using the Essence 20 system, not the D&D 5e system. Uh, these franchises are G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Power Rangers. And that's everything in the news department this week. That's interesting, Power Rangers. I, I wonder how that would play out as a board game. <laughs> that was the news. Moving on to what's coming out this week that you should get excited for. Here are the games that should be on your radar for September 6th to 12th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And starting off, we have no Monday releases, but on Tuesday, Chernobylite comes to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Encased comes to the PC. Fist, Forged in Shadow to the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. The big one, Sonic Colors Ultimate, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And Bus Simulator 21, the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So Sonic Colors Ultimate has some, uh, it's going to have a, a... it's a rival with Bus Simulator, same day. What's going <laughs> to sell more? <laughs> big blockbuster releases there. <laughs> big blockbuster releases. On Wednesday, Struggling, a game that Tails would appreciate, uh, comes to PS4 <laughs> and Xbox One. Thursday, Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites comes out on all the platforms that that's on. Artful Escape comes to the Xbox One and PC. And on Friday, Inked, A Tale of Love to the PS4 and Xbox One. Kraken Academy to the PC. Life is Strange, True Colors, another big release, comes to everything. Lost in Random, another big release. Uh, That's a big release from EA, actually, as one of their new IPs that they've designed and they've shown off a lot for. So that's another big release for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The big sports game of the week, NBA 2K22 for everything. Port Royale 4 for the PS5 and Series X. WarioWare, the big game for the Switch. Get it, WarioWare, get it together. That's uh, awesome. Switch exclusive. <laughs> and Tales of Arise comes to everything except the Switch. And uh, those are all the games. It's a huge week for games this week with Sonic Colors, WarioWare, Tales, Life is Strange, Lost in Random. A lot of games. A lot of games. Yeah, I've never really played Life is Strange, but I've heard a lot of people really enjoy it. Uh, so I'll maybe have to give it a... a I think they've remastered some of the games. If they I are correctly. remastering Life is Str- the original one, and that is coming out later this year. Yeah, and then uh, and then the sequel the uh, is Life is Strange Two is uh, like I think when was that released? Like two, three years ago. Oh, okay, so that doesn't really need it then. No. Okay. Well, yeah. If I want to play through the whole series, I guess just wait a little bit and uh, play the remaster. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and those are all the games that are coming out, and uh, we'll be talking a bit more about Sonic Colors a little bit later, and we're actually going to jump right into our meat and potatoes, as we're going to be talking, we're going to be overanalyzing a lot of things coming up uh, this week in the lounge, but first, we're talking uh, Don's new personal best. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the game lounge. Yeah, um, so I had to take a break from streaming, like, somewhat recently, uh, because uh, my PC basically wasn't able to stream and run the game at the same time, so I had to take, like, a few-month break from streaming while I figured out what I was going to do, like, if I could fix the PC or get a new one, and I ended up getting a new one, Um, and now I've 
been back to streaming. And so I, I had been grinding and just playing the entire time trying to get better so that when I came back, you know, I'd be able to PB. And then like I PB'd the first day back. <laughs> and then after that, three more days of grinding for the 22, because uh, if you don't know in Sonic Adventure 2, uh, 22 minutes IGT is a huge milestone. It's like it used to be enough to get you top 10. But I just wanted it because it's just such a big milestone, you know. It's like uh, the last big milestone before you're really starting to like push for record. Uh, so it was a really big one, and I ended up blowing it out of the water. Uh, I PB by about thirty seconds and actually overshot tenth place and got sixth. Yes, <laughs> by about he, uh, a second. <laughs> yeah, and the last time we had Emerald on, Emerald had recently gotten top ten, and Don bopped Emerald by like a second. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool. It's very cool. And it's huge GG's on that. And it was also right in between the hero during the hero story turn not during the events. Yeah, it was like during it was in the middle of pools and bracket, I believe. It was like the last day I was streaming before uh bracket would start. And he gets it and just Dawn is here to is ready to take names. It's true. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> and to see your growth over this like past year or so since you came back to SA2 is incredible to see uh where where what place were you? What was your time like before like you started yeah, so to get back in to I took a, a break um because again more computer issues. <laughs> um but my time before I left the game maybe about 5 years prior was uh it was a tw- like a high 29. So it was just barely sub 30. Um which on the board right now I would be 108th. <laughs> Not even in top 100. Uh but at the time that I got it it was like 25th or something. Um but yeah, now it's it's not even top hundred, <laughs> which is crazy. Because when I did come back, it was like ninety five or something. So it just shows you how many runners have gotten into the game over the course of the not even the last year. It's been like ten months since I got back into it. Um, but yeah, people have been uh, going crazy. <laughs> it's a nutty game. Even I've PB'd recently. I fi- I got the the fifty three RTA. Yeah, congrats and, on that, by the way. <laughs> and I, I know I could do better because I lost like two minutes to Rouge. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I, just watching, just watching, like you can definitely do better. Excited to see it. On episode one of this past season, or of this season, we predicted. Uh, we well, we talked about the Hero Story Sonic Adventure G tournament with Ninja Frog. He was our guest of the week. It was looking good. It was just, it was like right before all the matches were set to start for pools. And Don helped organize the tournament. So, how did? Let's start with a brief summary. How was the event overall? Uh, if you know what the audience turnout was during the entire event, share some stats with us. Um, what, what do you know? I don't know specifically. I could actually look it up, um, just look at averages. But, uh, yeah, let me do that, actually, because I am curious. Um, but I know if I had to guess right now before I find this, um, I would say we probably had about an average of, like, 100 over the course of, like, pools and bracket. And it, like, started getting higher and higher the farther we got through bracket, right? Um yeah, I think like over the course of the entire event, it was 89 average. But on the last day, um, we had about 150 average. 
and we peaked at almost 250 uh, during the grand finals that spoilers I was in. You kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, <laughs> I was able to bring it to a game five against someone that I really didn't think I was going to be able to have a good performance again against at all. Uh, and it ended up being very close. We were almost frame tied <laughs> towards the end of the last game. So it definitely makes sense that we had insane viewership there. Like everyone was tuning in. <laughs> yes. And overall, the event, a success, you would say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, w- one of the main reasons we hadn't done an, an event um, like sooner was because uh, we were doing the time and method change, right? And so that was such a big, long process to get that vote in and get everyone informed and to the point where we thought we were ready to fully send it. And uh, usually the tournament happens in early summer, but since the vote happened in the middle of summer, we were like, wait a minute, we got to throw together a tournament. This would be super cool. And so in the span of three weeks, we put together this whole thing. And uh, I think it turned out really well for kind of like a rushed tournament or whatever. <laughs> I think people have been telling us that it's like the best one so far, <laughs> which I think we did an amazing job. That's really dope. And despite it being rushed, it was a great tournament to watch. And I think I want to look back on this from the very beginning, starting with pools, as that's what we kind of made predictions on back in episode one. There we go. Okay, so um, just a recap of who was in each pool first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starting with uh, A pool, we had our boy Don here. Emerald, Ninja Frog, and Prophet. The homie group. The homie group. (laughs) In B block, we had JW13, Gurp, Draco Dan, and Shining Face. In group C, D Trader 1, Tommy Easy, Epic Frog Skater, and Master Kurik. In D, Drum Basher, Aura Ace, Flub, and Tethys. And those 16 were guaranteed a spot in the bracket, regardless of how they did in pools. Pools were just placed yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. In E, F, G, and H block, the top four would move on to the bracket, while the bottom two would get eliminated. Yeah. And uh, in E block, um, we'll, we'll go from bottom to top on these ones, and then we'll talk more about uh, the top four pools. Um, so in E-Block, the two who got eliminated right off the bat were Pippi, NYC, and Z- Zethor, while the four moving on from fourth to first were Papa Bear 504, Jazz Speedruns, Bloog, and Wagers with the 5-0 sweep. The sweep. Let's go. <laughs> in F-Block, eliminated Iona Rose and Melters. Fourth place was Liam. Third place, Mikey Cool Dollar Sign. <laughs> Mikey cool buddy the man that uh, for the meme we predicted would go far but sadly had to drop out later on which we'll get to uh, Yana Maddox and then Deku with the sweep in G block uh, DRX Vector and Dwarf Master with the b- being eliminated with Maddox JRK Zane and Stellar with the sweep and in H-Block, Dossless and oh, and Gus uh, getting eliminated with Hex, Cryptic, Yurasu, and Nug moving on. And Nug of the bottom uh, four uh, pools uh, going four and one for his matches. The only one in the bottom pools to not take with the top person. Actually, I think there's a tie. Oh, yeah, there is. Nug and Yurasu actually tied 4-1. 
Yeah. They oh, were, um, and stolen. Yeah, there was a three-way tie. It was a three-way tie in that block. <laughs> they only took games off of each other, I believe, um, which is super cool. Yes, very cool to see. It was cool a very interesting group. Uh, yeah, so very cool to see. And that's that's kind of how the bottom pools went. Um, were there any of the bottom pools matches that were streamed? Were there any like really cool matches to see between those ones? Uh, let me pull up. I actually have Stellar was in the middle of writing a thing. I don't think he ever finished it, but let me look. Um, he made a like top 10 matches to watch. Um, maybe I can look at that a little bit. But uh, yeah, the, the one that sticks out to me right away was um, uh, Stellar, uh, Cryptic versus uh, Yurasu, who um, they faced off in uh, pools and Cryptic won very narrowly. I don't know if you have the sheet open, but he won by only two seconds and it was super close. Um, and it was just such a fun match to watch. And uh, they ended up having a rematch later. I won't spoil it. But yeah, that one was also a really good match. <laughs> Yes, Stellar. He had some really good insight on these. Okay, cool. Oh wait, no, I don't think this is it. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, we'll just we'll just look at these. Um, so, yeah, out of lower pools, uh, cool stories I can just get into, I guess. Uh, you know, wagers. He uh, definitely had a really interesting path in this tournament. Um, and being put in a group against Blue and Jazz in particular, who are two like pretty solid players. Um, Jazz has come back recently, used to be like a very good hunter, had some records, um, and has now come back. Uh, I think if this was if this if pools happened now, Jazz would have probably had a better showing and had a really good chance to five zero. But you can say the same thing with Wagers, considering that he literally PB'd last night, and same with Blue PB'd yesterday as well, right? These three players are like coming back and are improving a lot now. Yes. <laughs> so it was interesting that they all were kind of mad about hero story <laughs> during pools. Uh, but Wagers did come out on top, which was a pretty cool one to see. Uh, in Group F, Deku. He coming into this tournament really did not have um, that great of a time for Hero Story, so we kind of like had to seed him weirdly because we seeded him above what his PB showed because we knew how fast he would improve. <laughs> so we ended up giving him second seed, and then he swept his group by a pretty decisive margin as well. <laughs> um, really good player, went out of nowhere. He almost got top 20 the other day after literally a month of grinding the game. Wow. Uh, dude is insane. <laughs> and he's regularly a dark story runner. Uh, Deku usually does like, he honestly just does not grind much SA2. It's really oh. must, mostly just hunting. Oh. Um, so he is one of the best hunters, which does, you know, give you a big advantage yes. when you're learning. Um, but still, like, he learned the rest really quickly and uh, improved super fast. And then Stellar. Uh, we can get more into Stellar later. Yes, but Stellar. I have a whole a segment ready for Stellar. <laughs> he had a phenomenal performance over the course of the uh, of over the whole tournament. And uh, coming in as the second seed in lower pools, like, not much was expected for Stellar uh, going into bracket. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get into that later. But he did sweep his pool. Um which, and, and again, in pretty decisive fashion. So he did a great job. Uh, and then Group H, the really interesting one, where uh, Cryptic, Yarsu, and, and Nugrunner all went 4-1. and one. <laughs> um, The only reason that Cryptic got knocked into loser's bracket coming out of pools was uh, 
because he DNF'd one of the matches because he kept dying in Final Rush. He was actually on pace to win that game as well. And then uh, the fourth person in H I want to bring up briefly is Hex, the creator of Hexskip. And <laughs> during the tournament, uh, he hit it every single run that he did. <laughs> yeah. And he actually ended up making it out. It, it's interesting because there was uh, three players that went one and four. Yes, and he was uh, one of he... them. So how did how was it determined of which one of those three would move on? Just based basically off basically of just times? the time difference. Yeah. So he had the best times overall. Um <clears throat> which ended up giving it to him. And the, the rough part is uh, the useless probably would have made it out, but he actually slept through one of his matches, which gave him a DNF. Um, so yeah, that was really tragic because he, he probably would have beaten Hex, uh, but because he did actually beat Hex in their match, right? <laughs> right. It's just that he slept through the match against uh, Gus. So <laughs> it gave Gus a win, <clears throat> which was unfortunate. Because, I mean, I'm pretty confident he would have won that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so looking, so moving from the bottom pools to the top pools, um, do we want to work backwards from D to A to end with your pool? To yeah, make sure, it? we can do All that. All right, so starting with D block, so once again, it was Drum, Aura, Flub, and Tethys. Uh, Drum coming out on top with a 3-0, and o, Aura with a 2-1, and one. Flub with a 1-2, and two, and Tethys with an 0-3. I would say outside of group A, my group, I mean, I'm a little biased, obviously, but I think our group was like one of the most interesting. Um, Drum actually upset Aura, um, which, you know, as we know now, Aura actually won the tournament. <laughs> so this is a big shock. Spo- spoiler uh, especially spoiler alert, even though we Sorry will be going <laughs> on to that later. We'll be discussing everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aura came in as the number one seed for the entire tournament and uh, lost to Drum here. Uh this is, it was really, it came down to just CGSS, uh, or a, I believe game over it at CGSS. He was actually in the lead, uh, so it was a pretty sad loss for Aura. Um, but, you know, as we kind of found out later, it wasn't as big a deal. Um, Flub having some unfortunate, like, mid-tournament issues where um, he, his controller he was using for his computer wasn't working, like, the way he wanted it to. And so he ended up switching mid-tournament to playing on console. So he ended up playing on Xbox 360, uh, which was a huge change for him. Uh, so I feel really bad for him. The timing for this tournament was not great um, for him. And then Tethys as well. Really having only been grinding ILs recently, not having played much Hero. He also had a pretty hard time, but yeah. Yes. Uh, moving on to C-Block. Trader sweeping, the, sweeping it with a 3-0. and uh, Tommy going two and one, Frog Skater going one and two, and Kurik going zero oh and three. Yeah, Kurik was another one of those players that came back just to participate in the tournament and had hasn't really been playing much. Um, Tommy with a pretty good performance, and the surprisingly the really interesting match was between Trader and Frog, which is the number one seed and the number four seed. Number four seed being Frog, he actually almost upset Trader. Really. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this game was really close. Like, if you look at their times, Trader had a 24-24, and Frog had a 24-39. Oh, very and, close uh, together, only 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, like, Frog had some really um, easy-to-fix mistakes. So, like, he definitely could have taken this game so easily. Um, and I'm sure that that one hurt a little bit, because he could have uh, gotten the buy and actually probably taken first if he beat Trader. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he ended up getting third, so he did not get the buy into bracket. In 
B block. We had JW13 taking the 3 and 0, GURP going 2 and 1, Drago Dan 1 and 2 and Shining 0 and 3. Yeah, this was also a pretty surprising group cuz uh although Draco hasn't been super active recently, he does have the third best PB out of anyone in the tournament and he got third in his group. <laughs> so, it definitely shows uh that this is a pretty unfortunate one for him. I mean, it, it's kind of the same situation as it was for Aura, where he was ahead uh, coming into Crazy Gadget and then just lost the run to CGSS. Uh, and then because of that, he was kind of tilted and he was like, all right, just give the win to Gurp for the next one. <clears throat> Which was like, wow, <laughs> they didn't even end up playing. And then lastly, we move on to A block with you coming out on top 3-0, and M going 2-1, and Ninja Frog one and two in profit at the bottom, which is I think what Ninja Frog predicted for how this block would go. As I did, oh, he ask predicted him. that I would win. He predicted you would win. Wow, that's crazy. Um, wow, I actually, I mean, myself, I almost wouldn't have predicted that. <laughs> I, th- I think, um, I think it's like it was you. I think it was you. Um, I think he maybe reversed. He had profit for third and him in fourth, but uh, he basically got the top two on the money. So let's start with what happened to Profit. Yeah, so Profit, um, he played versus Ninja first, I believe. And then he had a block where it was um, me and then M. So he played versus me and then he played versus M. And then, so he had already lost to Ninja, which was like a big must win for him. Um, And he didn't. And then, oh wait, no, I think, no, no, no. He played versus Ninja last. So what happened was, okay, I remember now. So he played versus me. And if you didn't know about this, actually, I, we can talk about this because uh, this is uh, my first ever world record. We have this thing where if you have you total up all of your knuckles stages and it's combined knuckles. And uh, I have I got the best time in my run versus profit that anyone has ever had in the knuckle stages wow. in a hero story run. <laughs> well, what's the combined <laughs> so total? Uh, it was two twenty three. The previous world record was 225, so I beat wow, it by about two seconds. seconds. Dang. Yeah, and uh, funny enough, Katie in her most recent PB, you know, the new world record, actually uh, beat the old record by only a second, so it didn't beat my time, but <laughs> it is now the second best. Wow. Uh, but that must have been super tilting for profit. And then he goes to play against M, the number one seed, directly after. Yeah. <laughs> so he did that. And he ended up, I think he got CE skip, but then he died in the pit right before truck section. So we had to replay the entire stage. I think this was this match. So he was just tilted, and he basically just turned it into a showcase match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where he like went into the chow garden, <clears throat> did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, so that's why you see he has the 36-minute time. And then he admitted afterwards that um, because of the timing stuff, he needed the buy. Otherwise, he wasn't going to be able to play in bracket, uh, which was really unfortunate. So he just kind of was having fun with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we go to you and M. The, that was probably one of the bigger matches for your pool was you against Emerald. Yeah. And uh, poor M. I had one of my best performances. I think that might be my best time of the tournament against M. I think I had, have had like my two best times against M at least two of the top three. (laughs) And I think it was really just uh, the mentality of going versus M that helped out a lot, honestly. Um, Because, uh, yeah, like me and M, since I got back into the game, have just been hanging out a lot. And he helped me improve a ton over the course of like pretty much the whole last year. Um, 
And so it was like kind of a big match for us, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm finally closer to his level and we get to face off like kind of on equal footing for like the first time ever. Um, and so it was like, I'm sure for him it was really nerve wracking because, uh, you know, he's the first seed. He's expected to win. My PB is worse than him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I kind of come in with the no pressure, like I'm the underdog gunning for the top spot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of felt too. So that might have been part of why I got one of my best times. I was just like, just play my best. And, you know, I, I played pretty well um, for this time. Like, if I had CE skip at the time of this run, that was like, it beat my PB. <laughs> like if you take out city escape, it beats the rest of my PB. So yeah, that it was a pretty good run. At least my old PB can't ask for much better. <laughs> and that wraps up pools. And then before we went into the bracket, there were, I know of at least there was one, like, uh, well, I want to call them like the grudge exhibition matches Oh yeah, where we had frog versus frog. <laughs> uh, Ninja Frog versus Epic Frog Skater, where Ninja Frog did come out as the better frog. Yeah, it was a super close match, and then uh, Epic Frog Skater went for a super risky strat where he uh, <laughs> went for mi- uh, hidden base wall run, w- which involves running on a statue until you build up enough speed, and then moving tails to the wall, running out of bounds, and then hovering to the end section. <laughs> it's Jesus. super crazy. That, yeah, he tried to do it, and uh, he actually got it first try in one of his matches. Wow. But he got it, like, fourth try here, and it was really sad because uh, he just lost the race immediately because of it. Um, were there any other uh, grudge matches that happened? Um, there was Katie versus Gerp, and Katie kind of flexed. That, hey, like, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of the best around. Don't forget it. I'm, I may not be in the tournament, but don't forget, I'm really good. <laughs> you see, I was I made the prediction of, because Katie wasn't participating in the tournament, I was hoping that Katie would pull a Yugi Moto and be like, or with Aura winning, and I was like, oh, right, and now you get to face the Queen of Games. Yeah, actually, Katie was in chat saying, all right, Aura, are you down for a grudge match? <laughs> After grand finals, I, I would have. Lo- I, I, I think the people would have loved to see it. I, I think it would yeah. have been a great way to like end things off. I, but you know, it didn't happen. But if it would, if it, if it did happen, I think everyone would have popped off, going, "Yeah, yeah let's it go." Been funny. <laughs> um, the Katie versus Gurp, a good one. Um, and then Savic versus Gurp as well. Ooh, they Savic actually did Dark Story, <laughs> Dark Story New Game Plus, and uh, me and Trader commentated that one. It was a fun one to watch. Nice. Who won? Who won that one? Uh, Savic won just at the last minute. Like Gurp had it, and then he had a death in final chase because uh, they they chose not to do. Oh, flameless! It was like restricted, somewhat. Like some okay. some of the stages were restricted. Like fling was one of them. Cosmic all was another. And I think that was it. Um, so he died at the end like two or three times, and it actually let Savic get back into it. Wow! And that's another thing I, I want to bring up: commentating. Uh, as yeah, there wasn't like a, a, a set commentators for the tournament, so it was a bit of everybody everywhere, and you got to commentate a few matches. What was it like? How how to go um, with the matches that you did commentate in the pools and whatnot? Start, sorry, with those with those ones as we'll get to the bracket ones later. Yeah, I don't think I got to commentate any bracket since I was in so many matches, but for pools it was fun. Um, Definitely. I, I've done commentary before for like when I used to play League a lot, League of Legends. Uh, I used to be in a lot of amateur leagues, so I moved from playing to coaching to commentating. I kind of did everything. Wow. Um, 
<clears throat> and so I got to commentate a few runs here. It was definitely quite a bit different than when I was doing League because uh, in League, you know, you have two teams against each other and they're actually having interactions with each other. Whereas with speedrunning, it's like not really. <laughs> yeah, they're both just kind of playing their own game, uh, which is interesting. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was it was definitely a bit of a difference that I had to get used to, but. I enjoyed the games I was able to uh, commentate for. The big ones, let me look. Uh, I got to commentate a lot of the, the games in my group, actually, which was super fun. Uh, the Prophet versus M1 that I talked about, where Prophet had a showcase match. Me and Trader were just having a good time laughing about everything that he was doing <laughs> because, that, you know, it wasn't a close race. So <laughs> we had to make it fun somehow, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then we go, pools end, the weekend, the next weekend rolls in, and bracket begins. And here is the gauntlet of uh, three days of matches, just full of matches. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was insane. So to start it off with uh, winner's brackets, uh, here were your matchups uh, for uh, the W4 rounds. Uh, Profit and Wagers, Frog Skater and Yanny. Tethys and Nug, Draco and Zane, Kurik and Deku, Ninja Frog and Bloog, Shining and Stellar, and Flubbing and Rasu. We'll get into losers bracket once we get to the end of winners. Um, so of the first matches, uh, between Wagers and Profit, Wagers... Uh, w- first, I should probably ask, because there were people who did drop out during some of these matches because of just yeah. time and conflicts and real life happening. Uh, who all dropped out at this point? Because I think of... from winners, it was just profit. It was just profit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah. So in that case, wagers then moved on to then go up against JW mm-hmm. while the other matches, uh, w- went out, um, between frog skater and Yanny. Yanny won that match. Te- uh, Nug runner beat Tethys. Draco Dan beat Zane. Kur- uh, Kurik beat Deku. Ninja Frog beat Bloog. Stellar beat Shining. And Yurasu Flu- uh, beat Flub. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised at how many people we had moving on from lower pools. Um, <clears throat> that's actually kind of cool to see. Like, the, the, the crazy part about Bracket is uh, there were so many matches going on. I didn't get to watch many of them. Yeah. Um, so some of these I'm looking at, I'm like, man, like I, I kind of want to go back and see those. Um but yeah, like once we get to top eight, I've seen pretty much every match. Yes. Um, so in the match A roundups, uh, Wagers went up against JW13 and JW beat Wagers. Yanny Maddox went against Aura and, well, you can take a guess at how that went. Aura took that match. <laughs> uh, Nug Runner against D Trader 1 and Trader takes that one. Draco versus Emerald and Emerald takes that match. Kurek versus Drum. Drum wins that one. Ninja Frog versus Gurp. Gurp being the one waiting for Ninja Frog. But Ninja Frog takes uh, Ninja Frog takes that match. And then we go into Stellar against Dawn, where Dawn took out Stellar that time. And Yurasu, yeah, which is surprising. <laughs> which is surprising. And again, we'll get to Stellar later. You're probably yeah. wondering, what, who is Stellar? Why is, why, what are we teasing? Well, you'll see <laughs> later on. You, you'll see. Uh, and then you're asked to against Tommy where Tommy goes. And then we have our top eight for winners. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I think the only upset technically that we had um, 
was Ninja beating Gert. Yeah. And, you know, they were very close, actually, in PB. Because uh, technically that does come up as an upset because Ninja didn't have a buy and Gert did, right? Yes. So it is interesting that uh, most of the seeding kind of like went as planned uh, outside of GURP. Absolutely. And, and and when that happens, it's like, well, oh, that makes those matches like so much more interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then we go in from the top eight winners, JW against Aura. And again, Aura takes it. And then Trader against Emerald. This was a big one. <laughs> a big match. And Trader wins, to, knocking Emerald into losers. That, I watched that match. That was one of the f- matches I, I got to watch. And that was a good match to watch. My Yeah, God. I had no idea had who to root for being like pretty good friends yeah, with both. They're both the homie. <laughs> I was like, man, who do I root for? Like, I'm happy either way, but also like I don't want to see either of them go to losers. So it's kind of sad they had a matchup so early, but it is what it is. Uh, and then it was Drum against Ninja Frog, and Ninja Frog got bopped by Drum. And then Don and Tommy... Don takes it. And how was that match with Tommy? You know, I was a little scared, actually, because um, I hadn't ha- been having the best matches. Like, so far, I, I had only played versus Stellar um, in bracket. But in the days off between pools and bracket, I felt like, because I PB'd in that time, uh, and I felt like, it was hard to describe it. It felt like I had, like, lost my like the edge in my play, like, that fire, you know? I felt like I I didn't have as much, like, I guess, like, to prove, really. (laughs) Uh, So I wasn't playing as well. Um, And Tommy, actually, in the match previously, got a 23. He got, like, a really good time. He he got his, like, he literally PB'd. Um, And so I was like, oh, I'm kind of scared. So I I did not take uh, Tommy lightly at all. And I think he actually had me on the ropes, and I didn't hit C-skip. So I was actually really close to losing. Um but I think he ended up having some troubles in space and desert, uh, which is where I'm the most consistent, which helped me a lot in this tournament. So I ended up taking it. But yeah, it was not an easy one, if I remember. And at this point, I think it's, we should probably bring up Aura at this point also had the best time for all the tournament at this point. Yeah. And that was back in pools where you set that time, if I'm correct. Yeah, I didn't see all of his uh, early bracket matches, but I believe so. Uh, And then... uh. Top four into top two, which we'll actually we'll come back to once we go down into the losers bracket and see how things went on that end. So, uh, from the V four matches, or sorry, the the first round of losers, you had Papa Bear against Shining, with Shining redeeming himself going into the next match. Uh, Mikey Cool Money against... Oh, actually, we gotta start with this. Who in Losers dropped out? Yeah, I think Mikey actually did drop out. I think that was it, and then obviously the the Prophet as well still uh, wasn't able to play. Uh, But I think besides that, we got everybody to play their matches, I think. Alrighty. Uh, So yes, uh, Papa Bear versus Shining, and Shining beats Papa Bear. Mikey drops out, having Flub move on instantly. Hex against Deku, where this is Hex's fifth match, and once again, landing Hex skip five for five in his runs, which GG's to that. Like, that is, like, being still being, even though you are the guy who created it, it's still a very tough skip to do. Yeah. And it only saves, what, two seconds? Yeah, I think if done optimally, it's like two to three seconds, something like that. I haven't timed it out myself, but yeah. It's not huge, but it is definitely, you know, nice. Yes. In a stage uh, with, I feel like, 
people have pushed it so far already. Uh, having more time save there is kind of cool. Absolutely, absolutely. So GG's Hex, uh, but Deku did out you there. Uh, then it was uh, JRK and Bloog, and Bloog taking that one. Liam and Tethys, with Tethys winning that one. Jazz and Zane with Jazz moving on. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to read because it's a bit blurrier and the red is not a very complimentary yeah. color. Maddie, Maddie advanced. Maddie advanced because profits. Yep. And cryptic and I think uh, frog, frog actually. I think frog actually dropped from this match, but I, I'm not certain because, like I said, I wasn't able to watch them all. Um, on moved cryptic. Yeah. And then we go into rounds two, where the lo- where the losers from winners round two. Uh, went up against the losers. So for the first match of that, we had Shining and Wagers, where Shining came out on top. Flub and Yanny, where Yanny came out on top, and then Flub kind of went dark after this. <laughs> and here's the thing: right, yeah. right before that match, Flub was on this episode of the po- was on last week's episode of the podcast, recording with myself and Vintage McNuggets. Go listen to that if you haven't yet. But legit, right, right before that match, recording with us. Crazy, crazy yeah. to think that. That is a little crazy. Uh, then you had Deku and Nug Runner with Deku taking that win. Bloog and Draco with Bloog besting Draco Dan. Yeah, that was a huge upset. Um, like, like I mentioned, I mean, Draco had you know had the, has the third best PB in this tournament, uh, and like I mentioned as well, Bloog's still getting back into Hero Story. Uh, so, yeah, that was a huge upset. Sad that one wasn't streamed. <laughs> yeah. Then we had Tethys and Kurik, or Kurik redeems themselves. And then Jazz and Gurp, and Gurp takes out Jazz. Once again, Stellar and, uh, um, God, Maddie. Maddie XE. Maddie XE. <laughs> Stellar taking that. And again, we'll get into Stellar soon. We're very close to the Stellar story. Yeah. It's, it's almost the Stellar arc. And then Cryptic <laughs> and Yurasu, where Cryptic takes that one. Yeah, so Cryptic, they, like I mentioned before, Cryptic versus Yurasu, uh, that's actually a rematch from Pools, and Cryptic narrowly takes it again. Uh, so they played two times, and Cryptic won by seconds each time. Wow. <laughs> so the very good matches to watch. Very good matches definitely. to watch there. Then you go into um, two, four, six, losers. Uh, first, the first batch of losers eight. Yeah. Uh, which you have uh, Shining and Yanny. Where Yanny takes out Shining, Deku and Bloog, where Deku takes down Bloog, Kirik and Gurp, where Gurp moves on, and Stellar and Cryptic, where Stellar bests Cryptic. Yeah, that was a pretty big one as well. Just Cryptic does have quite a bit better time than Stellar, but Stellar just playing really well this tournament. So then you go into Yanny and JW. JW comes out on top of that one. Deku and Emerald. Well, this is where Emerald comes back and he takes down Deku. Gurp and Ninja Frog. And Ninja Frog takes down Gurp. And then Stellar and Tommy Easy. And Stellar moves on once again. And now we have... uh, We have the top eight of the tournament. The top eight of the tournament. Yes, we do. So going back into winners, we'll go into the top four, starting with Aura and D-Trader 1. How did that match go? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Trader versus Aura. This was um, a, a really interesting match. Uh, I had actually done a power rankings before bracket, and I was going so back and forth on 
either of these two as one and two. Uh, and I did end up choosing Aura. And uh, yeah, so this match was really close. They were on both a very good pace. They both hit CE skip. Exactly what you want to see. Uh, things were going well for both of them. And then Aura just slightly won it, I think, by about 20 seconds or so. Um, it was really good from both of them pretty much the whole way through. Just Aura had more consistency. Um, yeah, and Aura ended up coming out on top with it, which was crazy. Uh, it, it's it's insane that we got Aura versus Trader in winter semis. It just shows you how lopsided the brackets were. <laughs> <laughs> insane. Uh, and then match two drum against dawn here yeah this was a scary match for me because uh <clears throat> my ce skip consistency through the tournament was not good and uh if you don't know about drum drum has a very consistent play style but he doesn't go for the big skips like he won't go for ce skip he doesn't go for cgss he goes for the older crazy gadget skip um and he doesn't go for egg golem super bounces so he just gets very consistent times which is something that's scary for someone that is playing not very consistent. Um, but I did end up coming out on top. Um, I think you got, C, you got CE skip on this one, I believe. I can't remember, but maybe. <laughs> uh, but either way, I had a nice, uh, solid end game, which was really the thing that, like I said, carried me through this whole tournament. Like People had a really hard time in end game during the tournament, uh, and I was just playing very consistent up until Grand's... Um, at the whole desert to space, um, which is so helpful. Yes. <laughs> it's so key. Like, even if you're behind early, there's so many things that can go wrong in the late game. Uh, and that's what really carried me versus drum. Uh, and then you have uh, winner's finals, Aura, Aura and Dawn match one. Yeah, this was a crazy a match. crazy match one where legit – the entire race up till the very end, you guys were one second apart. Yeah, so winner's finals, I didn't expect to get this far at the start of, like, before bracket started or before we drew the pools. But after I saw, like I said, again, how lopsided the bottom side was, I kind of knew that this is where I was going to end up, or close at least, right? Yeah. Um, so I figured it was going to be against Aura or Trader, most likely, and I was like, wow, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> Um, and so I come into this match with not much expectation. I think, it, if I remember, we both missed CE skip or Aura hit it. Aura hit it, you missed it. But yeah, then you so, played out of your mind and yeah. came back to only a one-second difference, which is crazy for, like, it's not even, like, the grand finals yet. And it, you just and did that. And Winter's it's, like... Finals, one second apart when he hit CE skip and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, was a crazy one but yeah I, I remember because aura actually finished after me rta but ended up winning in our timing method um so i opened the stream because i was curious i hadn't had it open like most of the match um and i opened it up and i see him falling through fr and i'm like oh i won this is awesome and then i look at the timer and i'm like wait he can still win <laughs> If he plays Shadow perfectly, he wins by a second. And sure enough, he played it perfectly, and he won by a second. Um, and it sent me down to losers, which was sad. But, uh, it, it, you know, it was the expected result. It was so, like, sad, but, like, legit, to only, for it to only be a second, you gotta, you must have been yeah. proud of that of that run. Yeah, it was a good run, yeah. 
It was very close. Then we go back into losers top eight. Yeah, the one thing to mention here is that JW actually wasn't able to make his match because he was going to a Formula One race. Um, uh, oh, yes, this story. You were telling me. So yeah. tell, tell the story because didn't the race not happen because it yeah. got rained out as well? So there was... Um, yeah, so he was trying to figure out if M could play earlier so that he could at least play his game. You know, he was kind of expecting to lose versus M, but he wanted to play it, you know, and like actually resolve his tournament. But like since JW is um, – I'm not exactly sure what country, but he is European. Uh, the time discrepancy is so much. Their match was already supposed to be at 9 a.m. Eastern for M. And JW was asking for it to be earlier. And M was like, dude, like, I'm going to have to wake up at like 7 or 6 a.m. and then go until super late if I end up making like grants or something, right? And he was just like, I can't do it. I just can't. So JW just kind of decided, okay, that's fine. Like, I'd rather go to the uh, Formula One race, you know, like, like, he made it pretty far. He made it to top eight. So it's super cool. Um, But yeah, he just decided that was his priority, which is fair enough. And then, unfortunately, gets there, and there is extreme weather conditions, which apparently for Formula One, it doesn't get, like, rained out or that that much that often. But the, the, the conditions were extreme enough, apparently, that they did have to cancel the event. So he didn't get to do either, which feels terrible. Feels so bad, sorry, bad. Uh, then we move on to the second match, Ninja Frog and Stellar. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know if you caught this one, but there is another thing here. <laughs> um, so Ninja Frog, the night before, and I actually got like kind of a sneak peek of this because I joined VC with him the night before. And he's like, my controller isn't working, dude. And I'm like, what's like, he's like, yeah, whenever I plug it in, there's like a USB error. Like the USB thing just stopped working. Like I can't, I can't use it. He was like, I can try making like a Walmart walmart run in the morning or something and try to get like a new controller or something or i have to use this like really destroyed third-party controller and uh i didn't see what ended up happening but i wake up in the morning and i see everybody making uh fisher price controller memes (laughs) and so ninja frog is using a terrible controller that he can like really not even play the game on um which is sad because i was excited for ninja frog versus stellar but stellar kind of just gets somewhat of a free win uh, out of top eight and like i i totally think stellar could have won a normal match but it, it sucks that it's like we'll never know i think now, it, you know? it definitely could have been a lot closer yeah and it starts kind of the stellar arc i mean like like we said you know yes, stellar I, was I think it's time for us to get uh, into stellar's matches now yeah. um looking like, back at stellar stellar wasn't even seated in top 16 coming into the tournament and he already made top eight at this point <clears throat> and then ninja frog has the huge controller issues and stellar just gets to go right on past to top six yes and now prior to this his other matches in losers bracket he did play out of his mind he even pb twice during Mm -hmm. this tournament yeah he beat a lot of really good players like he beats cryptic who now has a 23 and was on the verge of getting that before uh he beat tommy who got a 23 literally hours before (laughs) so yeah he had been playing very well out of his mind he got like Three times that were better than his old. He PB twice during the PB, and his third time was even like it was like better than his old PB anyway. Like he was doing um, an amazing job. And then we go into the first match of losers bracket. Uh, before sorry, the next match, Emerald and Drum, where Emerald takes that win. Yeah, this one was a nail biter. Uh, because obviously I'm rooting for M. Like Drum is awesome. Uh, 
cool dude, but M is a good friend, so I was reading for him. Uh, M was actually quite a bit behind, but uh, Drum, going for CGS, uh, it's about anywhere from 20 to 25 seconds slower. So M actually made up a huge margin from that. Like, he was behind, but not that far behind. And then there, he caught up, and it was just over for Drum. Uh, it's really unfortunate, but, you know, M, not complaining. <laughs> yep. And then we go into what is probably the Biggest upset this entire tournament, Stellar and D Trader won. So this is where uh, I'm going to read off the sentence, and it's going to make sense. The man with the with the power of God and anime on his side, Stellar. So what happened? <laughs> uh, during we'll this explain match? this more. <laughs> so during the match, Trader's game crashes right at yeah. hidden base. Yeah, so, so fortunately, um, me and M actually do these races all the time. It's called second half speedruns. It starts in the second half right after Route 101 in Hidden Base. So we were able to pause both for both runners um, and get Trader his new file, and he could start off and whatever. It's good to go, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, the, to set the expectation for this match, Trader's like second seed pretty much favored to win it all actually has the best PB now in the tournament against stellar stellar, you know, has been having great performances, but it's hard to beat like a 23 when your PB is a 25, right? <laughs> um, and trader can get pretty consistent 23s. And then all of a sudden trader types in chat. There was an explosion outside. Yeah. And everybody just goes, what? He's like, I have to leave to check this out. GG stellar. Yeah, Stellar finishes out the match. Uh, we gave Trader an opportunity to return, but he said he was too shaken up, which is totally fair. Yes, as, and if you're wondering what happened, <laughs> like, basically there was a light, uh, a rainstorm going on, and lightning struck his neighbor's barbecue, essentially. Yes, I believe, and uh, he was saying that it like he had like the debris like flying like outside of his window and stuff. So that must have been terrifying. Yeah, honestly, it absolutely mid-race. is, and like understandable that trainers a bit shaken up like i think i i think anybody would be shaken up about that but then the yeah. joke became yo stellar's got the power of god and anime on his side man <laughs> yeah i remember uh after this match when it was like coming up to the m and stellar match uh, i had actually ordered food you know because he was get, i knew it was gonna be a long day so i was like i'm not worrying about it i'm just gonna order something and uh i go downstairs to get my food or like we're, we're talking about it in discord and they're like when you go downstairs, you need to be careful because Stellar sent a hitman. <laughs> he yeah. is ready to do anything to win this tournament. Yeah, the you better be so Stellar is the reason Ninja Frog's controller broke, and Stellar <laughs> uh, just paid Thor to strike some lightning down. Yeah, so it's like, Emerald, be careful. Who knows what's going to happen to you? <laughs> uh, but no, Emerald and Stellar then go head to head, and Emerald does take that win. Yeah, so the the stellar arc ends, but you know, top four is kind of insane considering his seating was like not even top twenty going into it. Like he was in the bottom half of the seating. Like even though it was towards the the higher end of that, like stellar overperformed by so much. And this was such a cool. I, I wouldn't even say overperformed. Like overperformed expectations. He played so well. Uh, really fun tournament for him yes to watch. he did and uh it was oh who's and then uh, at this point commentator wise we bring in the legend himself seraphim 
to commentate uh, the. I think it was both winners and losers. losers. Finals. It was just losers. It was finals just losers. Finals. Uh, he he is a pastor, and so you know he had his service in the morning, and then he had uh, an event going on later that day. So it was the only thing he was able to make. But I'm glad he was able to do one of my matches. Yeah, is super hype. And uh, of course, he teamed up with Savic, and boy, oh boy, like Seraphim, one of the best commentators in the whole SA2 crowd. Goated for if sure. If not the best. He is goaded. <laughs> yeah. If you if you still haven't watched KD4's GDQ run uh from this past year, please do. Please do, because Seraphim does an amazing job commentating that whole Honest. run. Honest to God. But now we have Grand Finals I guess uh <clears throat> part one of uh Grand Finals, Dawn or last part of Losers Finals, Dawn versus Emerald the rematch. Yeah, so uh, this was a super fun one. I mean, yeah, like the the first match was already such a banger. Um, I thought that like coming into this match, I was sure that M was going to get like his revenge, you know, <laughs> because his chat was like when when he got put on the the rough side of the bracket, everyone in his chat was like, "Just win, forehead!" Like just you should have just forehead. won. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I was sure that he was going to be like, it was going to be the salty run back, and he was just going to get like a PB or something, you know? Like I knew he was, I thought he was going to play out of his mind, but um. Yeah, this this match was close. I ha- still haven't watched this one back, um, but I have seen. I think it was a clip of uh, me and M both on the wall, like we were both wall running at the same time, if I remember. Um, and I think this is my first match of bracket that I hit C skip, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> this fall yeah. in, <laughs> and uh, me and M both hit it, which was a super cool start. Uh, so this match was just super close the entire time, and uh, I did end up coming out on top yes, you by did. about 20 seconds, I believe. But uh, yeah, it was really close. And uh, M, you know, he actually ended up getting like basically, I ended up like he ended up losing three games in the tournament total, and I beat him twice. So I- I'm pretty happy about that. I'm honestly surprised that I was able to do it, but uh, I was just playing pretty well. And then we move on to Grand Finals. The, the cream Great. of the crop of matches. The rematch going for a best of five, or a first to three wins, essentially. Yeah, so the, the way we did grands was since, um, you know, we, we didn't want to do like a bracket reset or anything since the games take so long. Yeah. Uh, Aura came in with a game lead since he won in winner's finals. Um, so I essentially had to win three uh, times. Three to, yeah, I had to win three, and I couldn't let him win two, basically. So I, I had I had an uphill battle, but I, I think it's fair since, you know, I was the one that came from winner's finals and already lost to him once. It was like we got a full best of five, but it was just kind of separated. And boy, does it start off strong with Don taking game one. Uh, yeah. After uh, he makes. Yeah, we both we both miss CE skip. Yeah, you both miss CE skip. <laughs> and Don played a cleaner game that whole. I, I think. uh Aura died a couple times as well, giving Dawn yeah. the big win off the first match, tying up the games one to one. Game two comes along. And game two, this is crazy to watch. Dawn misses CE skip. But the, and Aura gets it. And Aura goes down the rail in CE, if you know the later part of the level, and then right before he hits the checkpoint to go to the truck section. He homing attacks and falls into what was called the Ethmar pit, if I'm correct. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Forcing and... Aura to start the entire level all over again from the beginning yeah. as he missed the CE skip checkpoint. Yeah, and from there the run was pretty much just over. Yeah. Giving <laughs> Dawn uh, I... a lead of two to one with one game left to win. I actually checked the stream to see if he got CE skip, and I see him loading into the beginning of the stage, and I was like, oh, okay. And then my whole mantra for that entire match was just. Don't let go of the gas. Just keep it going. Like, as long as you just play decently, like, even if you don't get everything first try, it's fine. You have such a big advantage. Just play solid and you're good. It's just a win. After uh, this match, uh, they took a, what was it, like a 15, 20 minute break? Yeah, I was actually like, so just to give some perspective, I was streaming at this point coming into game four for five hours straight. So I had five hours straight of tournament matches. <laughs> <laughs> from winner's finals to loser's finals to game one and two of grands, I was going for about four to five hours at this point, uh, which I, I'm going to say, like, if you've ever competed in tournament matches like this, they are stressful and they take a lot of your attention and focus. And so at this point, I am so drained. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure Aura is too, because he had been up very early and playing a lot of games as well, but not as many. I think I had like an extra game or two, um, but still. No, and then so the break happens, and then we come back, and then Aura takes the next two matches. Uh, any comments on those two matches that you have? Um, the f- game four, Aura got the best time of the tournament. <laughs> okay. Uh, he hits E skip, and he plays incredibly well. Um, and, like, I really, you know, I had a good run. I didn't hit C skip, but I got a 23. And uh, I think I was, I think I got my best time in bracket with that run. Uh, and then game five, we both hit C skip. <laughs> we both hit C skip. It's super hype. Stellar and Gerp and yeah, me Stellar and, Aura, and Gerp. I, I guess the Stellar saga was wasn't over. The energy because uh, I forgot to mention Stellar and Gerp. Stellar back to commentate the match, which I think yes. was like a great way to end the Stellar saga because it's like he gets the top four, he doesn't make it, but then you you bring him back, becoming the like a, essentially like the fan favorite of this tournament. Yeah, uh, and we were talking in the text channels and saying, like, me, Gerp, Aura, and uh, Stellar were all just exhausted going into this game five. <laughs> but I think as soon as we both hit C skip, all of us, including the chat, everyone, we're all just energized again. We're just feeding into that energy. We're like, yes, this is game five. This, this is, is game the last five. game of the tournament. <laughs> last game um, is already hype, and the entire race just is basically a rerun of winner's finals being a second apart for most of the race until crazy gadget i believe <clears throat> yeah and we're rta synced and this is a, a, a tournament meme that i think is just going to turn into an actual community meme um but there's this gif of af wagers hitting the quan in a bar like <laughs> over the last week or two yeah i, I guess and, that uh, yeah that came out during this tournament and uh yeah, that's it became a huge meme and then during the bracket day People just decided, we were like, yeah, this would be a funny thing to call it. Let's just call hitting first try Bofa hitting the Quan. <laughs> and uh, and so, it, it's, uh, a gr- it's a great, it's like, yo, he hits a Quan! Yeah. Um, and so we were RTA synced, like literally same spot, same movements. And we hit what we now call Bofa de Quan. <laughs> <laughs> where two people hit the Quan at the same exact time. And we both hit it. Which, I mean, first try Bofa is extremely difficult and inconsistent. So that was super cool. And um, for those and of then, you who don't know what Bofa is, as a real quick explanation. They're basically, in Eternal Engine, there's this point where there are two boxes, two wooden boxes you can break. 
you break and jump them at the same time and you get pushed by this black box down out of bounds. However, during first load, it's very inconsistent of how you go in, which is why second try, yeah. when you die and reload, the boxes are loaded in a way that you're almost guaranteed to get it every time after a second exactly, load. Exactly, yeah. But first try is somewhat rare. Uh, definitely is like a decider for PBs because it saves about 10 seconds and we both hit it at the same time uh, in game five. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just loses their mind. Uh, and this is the, the one game that I've actually gone back and watched from Grands, um, or I guess from Bracket as a whole. And uh, we were tied within a tenth out of Meteor Herd and Rouge. And then heading into CGSS, I'm ahead, I think, by about a tenth. And Aura misses CGSS once. And then I miss it twice, which is basically what gave Aura the win. Um it was really tragic, but it was such a good match. Um, I lost only by about 20 seconds or so because of the CGSS attempts. Um, but yeah, it, it was unfortunate. I just like, you know, I'm usually very consistent. CGSS isn't an easy trick, but uh, I was just so tired by that point. Holding the correct angles and stuff was just impossible. Like, I was so out of it. <laughs> I'm very proud of how the tournament went. Uh, I wish I could have won, but like, you know, second place is second much play. better than I even expected. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, overall, it was a really po- good run. overall, podium looked with Aura taking the gold, Dawn taking the silver, and Emerald taking bronze. Yeah. It's definitely a good tournament. A good tournament, indeed. And uh, I personally think that if you guys did not take that 20 minute break in between, I feel like you might have came out a 3 1 victory. Honestly, maybe, uh, but I think, I, I don't know, Aura, <laughs> I think he was, like, just going to be so energized after that uh, that game where he just lost it in CE, basically, you know? I, I, he was either going to be really energized or really still, If he, I feel like if he died again, he would have mauled it and you would have taken it. It, it was going to go one of those two ways if there wasn't a break, but again, still a great way to end an amazing tournament that you guys put on. And it, Gee, I want to just say, like, GG's to all the tournament organizers, every all the mods, and all you guys for putting this on for and all the runners who participated. It was a great show. Yeah, everybody uh, did a great job, especially uh, shout-outs Drum, Iona, and Seafood, uh, as well as all the runners, like you said. But those three, really, without them, this tournament would not have run anywhere near as smooth. They all put in a ton of time and effort. Uh, like I said, Drum Basher, Iona Rose, Seafood, they're all awesome. And uh, this tournament couldn't have happened without them. So, um, Are there any other comments you want to add before I ask you one last question about the future? Um, no, I think that's okay. it. I think we've really so, covered the tournament pretty well. <laughs> last thing I want to ask, the Dark Story tournament is set. Well, do you guys have a set date for that yet? Or is it uh, still just no talks? Date. Yeah, so it's definitely going to happen either late 2021 or early 2022. I would basically just say winter of this year. Um, so it, it, if I had to guess, it would probably be starting either December or January. Okay, um, and with where things standing now with all the runners, who do you think would take for a top... Give me. A, I'll ask you a similar question that I asked you, Frog. Top five runners that you think would take the Dark Story Tournament? Um... I think just depending on who joins, I think like Katie would, uh, the, the, the cool thing is, is I think for dark story, Katie isn't just like an automatic win. Yeah. Um, I think like top three would pretty much just be funny enough. Like leaderboard, uh, like Katie drum aura would just do really well. But I think <clears throat> the dark horse of the whole tournament is Savic, honestly, because, 
Uh, he has really good hunting knowledge, more than I think almost anyone else. I think Drum can probably almost match him, but I think Savik has the best hunting knowledge, and he's also very, very, very consistent at fling, which is something that I don't think he, uh, the he other is runners the have fling as much. King, as they do exactly. say. <laughs> and I think a lot of these matches will come down to fling. Um, so, like, really, I, I actually think like. I would say, like, if I had to give a power rankings, it would be one through three, like KD, Drum, Aura as, like, my top three. But I think Savic is the dark horse to win it all, honestly. I would not be surprised. Um, and, yeah, I think like I think Seraphim or Gurp would be, like, the two for the fifth spot, depending on who joins. Because they're both very good at dark. Yes, they are. Well, that, my friends, is the Hero Story Tournament official review, an exclusive look right here on Tony's Game Lounge. No other place has done this to my knowledge. We are we are the exclusive podcast for the entire recap. Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to finally move on to our second topic of the day, Sonic Colors Ultimate. Let's get Starting off with the first question, how excited are you? How, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Ultimate? So, I am very excited, and uh, so, like, a little bit of background for this. I actually never played Sonic Colors uh, when, as a kid, and so, recently, I made it, like, a goal before... It was, like, a sub-goal, I think, or something, or... Oh, it was a follower goal. Before uh, Colors Ultimate was even announced to play the original Sonic Colors because uh, it was a lot on emulator recently as a speedrun. So I emulated it, played it, and I loved the game so much. I was ready to speedrun it. And then within the week, they announced Sonic Colors Ultimate. <laughs> uh, and I was so excited. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the new game comes out. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I'm so hyped for it. Um, and the game will be adding a bunch of new features. Um, new uh, A versus mode where you can race Metal Sonic, uh, completely overhauled graphics, and soundtrack. And uh, the next question I got for you, what does a color speedrun look like? Uh, so if you've ever seen speedruns of the Boost games, uh, there's a lot of what they call, I believe it's uh, 3D and 2D. Yes. So it's basically skipping the trigger of when it's supposed to transition you into 2D. And so you're still in 3D and you get to like jump in and out of the stage uh, in ways you shouldn't be able to to skip a lot of things. And so there's just a ton of that in colors, um, using the wisps and boosts in cer certain sections, um, enable you to do this. And I will say it's great. We're doing this today because yesterday, I think the, um, there was a lot of information coming out about it and, uh, there's some really cool stuff. And it seems like the, the devs of the remaster are just leaving the speed run tech and the skips in the game intentionally, oh. which is so cool. Uh, it's not just going to be like a gutted speedrun where we have to build it up from the start again. Uh, and there's even some Easter eggs within the skips as well because uh, there's voice lines from Tails when you're using the navigation mode. When you're out of bounds, Tails will be like, Sonic, I don't think we should be here. <laughs> or like when you finish it, he'll be like, Sonic, what just happened? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because like it, it's so cool when you see like devs just be like yeah speedrunning community do your thing like that is the coolest thing to me absolutely um yeah so i'm super hyped to play the game now even more so than before nice and how long is do you know what world record is for sonic colors the normal one 
I believe it's about 50 minutes, but I would have to double okay, check. Okay, so it's about, um, about an hour run, roughly. Yeah, so like, uh, I did a couple somewhat casual runs. Oh, it's it's actually more like 40 minutes. Oh, okay, that's not bad. It's um, just a, like, it's, oh, think, what time method do they use? I, yeah, I think they actually use the in-game time for Egg Shuttle, um, because it does give you like a, a sort of time trial-like thing. So I think the actual RTA might be longer. Oh yeah, okay. So world record is like a for a mid forty seven uh, RTA. Okay. But with the in game time, it's about forty minutes. Okay. So yeah, uh, that I I hope that they keep egg shuttle in the game because it's literally just like a speed running mode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the best category to play. I really hope they keep it. Um. If they don't, it'll be really unfortunate to have to like skip through cutscenes and stuff like that, and uh, not have in-game time just given to us like that. Uh, so we'll probably have to make our own splitters and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I hope they just leave it. That'd be really cool. And uh, I don't think now the big thing about this game. I don't know if I'm actually going to be getting it at launch. I don't know if I'll be getting it at all. Fair. And it, just because, like, I did play the original colors back on the good old Wii. Uh, and I, it was fun. It, I enjoyed it, but I still don't know if I'm, I want to jump into like this Sonic game specifically. Yeah, I, I think the thing from what I've been hearing from reviews and stuff is it's like if you really enjoyed the uh, old colors when you played it, like when it originally came out, get this one because it's kind of a fresh experience if you want to enjoy it again, you know? Um, if not, whatever, you're not really missing out a ton. Uh, if you've never played it before and you're interested, definitely get it because it's the definitive version of the game, but uh, you definitely don't need to get it. Yeah, definitely. If you've never played Sonic Colors, this is the best way to play this game now. Yeah. I'm excited to play it in a few days as of the date of recording anyway. Yes, um, as date, for of, the early uh, access. date of release, legit tomorrow is worldwide <clears throat> release. Yeah. I'm assuming is it the the third at midnight for the early release? I, I forget. Don't remember. Because yeah, I'll definitely stream tomorrow if it comes out tomorrow. Heck yeah! <laughs> but I don't remember the exact day. Whenever whenever it's out, I'm gonna be playing it. <laughs> That's for sure. Is there anything else you uh, want to add about Sonic Colors Ultimate? Um, mostly just that uh, I'm gonna be doing it as my main uh, speed game. So if you're interested interested in that, definitely uh, check it out. It's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, at least for I'm gonna make it my main speed game at least for like a month or so, and then we'll see from there how much I'm enjoying the game. Because um, I'm like very into SA2 right now. Yes. You know? So <laughs> it's weird to just like jump, but there is a new game coming out. There so. is that. There is whatever Sonic Rangers or whatever it's gonna be called. Yeah. This one and then that as well. It's like there's so much going on. (laughs) And then Sonic and Monkey Ball. Don't forget that. Yeah, and Monkey Ball too. I want to also play that. I'm so excited (laughs) for Monkey Ball. But then then Lost Judgment comes out end of September as well. So I'm excited for that. Man, like I was saying it last week, the six-minute trailer that they released for the story. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Um, But yeah, I think with that then, it's time for us to move on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off at the bonus level, we got our community corner, where every week uh, on our Discord and our t- my Twitter, you can uh, ask. I ask you guys to ask me some questions so I can bring them to the guest and ask these questions. And from Mr. Stew this week. 
in your opinion, what is the most overrated and underrated game? Underrated and overrated. Oh boy. Um, underrated. I think uh, it's funny because it's like somewhat popular, but uh, I guess Amori is one that recently I feel like is super good, and the people who have played it know it's good. <clears throat> but not that many people know about it. I don't think it's talked about a lot. I'm a huge Amori fan. I actually bought some merch when that came out. Uh, I have a shirt and a poster in my background on my stream. <laughs> it's a super good game, but it is kind of weird because it's like, you know, it has some like psychological horror elements. Um, so it's like, you can't really recommend it to everyone, but it is such a good game. It's a very good RPG and has some like really interesting mechanics I've never seen. Um, yeah. Most overrated. This one's hard, honestly. For me, it's not that hard. But I've, for me, the most overrated game is Mario 64. You know, I actually kind of agree with that. I don't want to steal your answer, but that's actually... I actually really heavily agree with that. Uh, like, it's, it is it is a cool game, and it's one of those ones where it has... Yeah, yeah okay, I'm going to steal your answer. That's too good. <laughs> I can't think of anything better. It's like, I actually do enjoy the game. But the movement in it is so stiff and rough. Yeah. Uh, like when you're really good at the game, you can go and you can watch Simply or like Cheese and their movement is impeccable. Yeah, Like absolutely. Ouija, all of them, they're amazing at it. But like it takes so long to get there. And it's kind of the same thing with like Sonic Lost World too, like why that game didn't take off. But like why did Super Mario 64 take off? Just because of nostalgia and, you know, like everyone just kind of accepting uh, some of the weaker like movement and stuff back then. Yeah. Now, and back in the back in the day, back when that was like the pinnacle of movement and stuff, like yeah, that's fine. But like dusting off those nostalgia goggles, it's not great. And even replaying it on the 3D All Stars, yeah, it doesn't feel great. It, it does not feel great at all. As for my most underrated game, I would give that to specifically Yakuza Five in the franchise. As I'm I, excited to play Yakuza eventually. <laughs> it, it, it's a great... I, I know that me and Moonlit got you to buy Zero, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, a great franchise. Great, It's a great franchise. And 5 specifically, the reason because is 5 gets the most hate out of the entire franchise. 5 and 3. But 3... Oh, 3 doesn't get a lot. 3's hate mostly comes from its controls because like of the all the games, it has like... Or graphic-wise and control-wise, it's, like, the weakest, because it's still, like, uh, compared to, like, 1 and 2, which got, like, the makeover, 3 didn't, and so it's you can kind of tell. Well, 4 and 5 are a bit more better with it. It's still, like, 3's whatever. But 5, a lot of people say Yakuza 5 is what killed Yakuza in the West back before they did Yakuza 0. Oh, wow. And it's mostly because of its story. But honestly, its story, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I'll have to check. Uh, uh, we'll have to see because uh, I haven't even really started the series yet, but I'm excited to get into it. It seems really cool. And also Yakuza 5 is also like the longest of all of the games. Uh, if, if you want if you do want to be the completionist and do like all the sub stories and side stories to get like the secret boss fight at the end of the game, then yeah, yeah it's the longest comparatively. But yeah, that's my... Uh, those are... Uh, so thank you for the question. And again, if you want... To ask us any questions, you can uh, head, join our Discord or uh, look for the pinned tweet on my Twitter and ask us there. Moving on to top five in the in the theme of Sonic Colors, top five wisps. 
<laughs> All right. Um, color wise, like, okay, so they actually made a Sonic Colors Discord, and for the rules, you get to choose like which one for your color. So I gotta include Frenzy in there because it goes with my, you know, my color scheme. Uh, but it's not number one. My number one has to be Drill because of the terrible song that plays during it, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just destroying your ears the entire time. Drill is great. Laser is amazing. I would say number two, Laser, because uh, it allows you to uh, break the game in a lot of ways, and that's kind of cool. And when, it, when you're not breaking the game, it's just a cool mechanic. Um, Frenzy, well, no, let's say, let's say Jade Wisp is three. I haven't had the opportunity to use it yet, but it looks super cool, and I'm sure we're going to be able to break the game with it. Uh, we're going to go Frenzy, and then I love the Spike one as well, because the Spike one is... Uh, you're just zooming around on the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that's probably my top five. All right. They're pretty cool. All right. All right. Uh, for me, because I've played a couple of games that use a couple of the other Wisps, uh, at number five, I give you the Crimson Eagle. Uh, oh, yeah. That one is cool. I specifically like it in Team Sonic Racing, where you just fire it as a bird and it hits people. Number four. Uh, I really like its design, the Indigo Asteroid. At number three, uh, the Violet Void. At number two, the Cyan Laser, classic. And at number one, I give it to my blue Cubie Boy. Cube. Oh, how can I not include Cube? Cube is so good. I completely forgot about it. (laughs) He's just a little cube. I just want to squish him. (laughs) It's so bad and so good at the same time in colors because it's just so slow, but like it's just so goofy. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, September 6th to 12th. That's the reminder. On the 6th, 2017, Bungie released Destiny 2 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. On the 7th, 2010, Square Enix released Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep for the PlayStation Portable. Now that just makes me feel old. <laughs> it's, it's been 11 years. <laughs> wow. On the 8th, 2003, Nintendo releases two new colors of the Game Boy Advance SP, Flame Red and Onyx. On the 9th, this will make you feel old, 1999, <laughs> Sonic Adventure is released on the Dreamcast in North America. Yeah, you know what's funny? This was actually on the Dreamcast. This was actually my first game I ever played. Really? And I was so proud of myself. As a little child, I was maybe like three or four at this point playing it. Because I, I don't know if I got it right on release or what. But uh, I remember beating Chaos Zero and being so proud. <laughs> As just this little toddler. Like, let's go, <laughs> like, I beat the it. evil water! Yeah, I defeated this ancient god. <laughs> and I am a child, fear me. Yeah. As a child, uh, the boss that gave me like the most troubles was Chaos 2 as Knuckles. Yes, it was so hard. <laughs> uh, on the 10th, 2001, Advanced Wars was released on the Game Boy Advance in North America. On the 11th, 1997, that's the year I was born. Midway Amusement Games released Mortal Kombat 4 version 1.0 to arcades. And on the 12th, 2006, LucasArts released Lego Star Wars 2, the the original saga, on all available consoles and handheld systems. That's pretty cool. Lego games are kind of (laughs) sick. Very fitting, considering... Uh, Skywalker Saga was shown off a little earlier last week. 
And I'm excited for that, man. I'm so I'm so excited for Skywalker Saga. The achievement of the week, the Child Eater in the medium, which is to experience your first vision of Thomas. And the game of the week, or the games of the week, I'm giving them to Sonic Colors Ultimate and Tales of Arise. Yeah, they both seem pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you, Don. This was a jam-packed episode. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, so on YouTube and Twitch are my two primary ones, and they're both uh, The Way to Dawn with two N's at the end. Or three N's, sorry. Uh, the Way to Dawn. And... Um, on Twitter, it is this is where I got it mixed up. It's the way to Don with two ends on Twitter, <laughs> because uh, I, I don't know what happened. I, I might have made an account before with the way to Don and just forgot about it. But uh, you know, we have a new one now. <laughs> Those are my main ones for sure. Nice. And of course, you can find me over on Twitter at Radio Tony, Instagram and Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge, as well as TikTok at Tony's Game Lounge, because we do post highlights of the podcast on all the platforms that so you can. Here are the best of segments uh, every week from previous episodes. Thank you once again, Don. It was a blast to get to talk about the tournament and just Sonic Colors and all that stuff. And uh, we'll definitely get maybe try to get you on a Get After the Dark Story tournament. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. It was uh, definitely cool to be here and talk about the Hero Story tournament. It was my, uh, you know, I was working on it a lot over the course of like a whole month. So it was cool to finally see it come together and to be such a great event too. I'm glad that people enjoyed it so much. And uh, thank you, the listener, for tuning in once again. We will see you next week with a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge back here in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.